So our gospel for today is sort of like last week in that it gives us two stories to look at. The gospel last week, our two stories were that of the healing of Jairus' daughter and the healing of the woman with the hemorrhage. Today, our two stories are Jesus and his hometown and the commissioning of the disciples, letting them know what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to go about it. But the thing about today, it's a little bit tricky because we see for the first time uh, a negative reaction to Jesus and his disciples. Up until now, the crowd, which I've told you is an important character in the Gospel of Mark, the crowd and the disciples and anyone that Jesus encountered, they needed Jesus. They needed him to heal. They needed him to save. They wanted him there. But today, Jesus goes home, and he isn't welcomed. I don't know about you. Maybe you did this with your kids, or you're, now you're doing with your grandkids. But my mom loved it when I came home during college and as a young adult. She would take me back to church and show me off to everybody. She was so happy I was there. I always had to go up to her office and say hello to people because they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're so big now. Um, well, yeah, it's been 12 years, you know. Um, but they were always happy to see me. They were always excited to know what was going on in my life. And that feels really good. And I think Jesus was expecting that same feeling and that same welcome when he went home. Because yes, he was a carpenter and the son of a carpenter. And he had done well for himself, really well, actually. But in that day and time, he wasn't supposed to aspire to anything other than being a carpenter. That was it. That was, that was his glass ceiling. And so... They're confused and ends up really angry at Jesus because he has no business teaching and preaching and healing. That's not what he's supposed to do. So they really kind of cast him off. And they don't even want his blessing. And Jesus is kind of befuddled by it all. It did say in the gospel that he did lay hands on a few people and healed them. And I will bet you that those few people were very happy that Jesus came home that day because they did believe and they stepped out of their comfort zone and were there with Jesus. So that's the first part of this gospel. The second part is him calling his disciples and saying, you need to go out and do this. I'm giving you authority to, to, to heal and to clear unclean spirits from people. And he's telling them how to do this and that you're not supposed to take anything with you. Don't take any bag, don't take any food, don't take any money. Rely on the hospitality of strangers. And when you are there, stay as long as you need to stay. And then if they don't welcome you, shake the dust from your feet. And this was a very um, uh, kind of rude gesture to shake one, the dust from one's feet. Kind of saying, I'm done with you. And so Jesus is telling them this, like, this is how it works. And so he gives them authority to heal and to teach and to preach and do all that he does as well. And so when you look at these two stories together, it tells us more about 
the people Jesus and the disciples encountered, then really it does about them. It tells us that they were living in a time when there were people who may or may not be welcoming and hospitable, at a time when people were closed off and um, not willing or able to allow their heart to be broken open to uh, a power greater than they were experiencing themselves. And for us as modern day disciples, we hear this same message and we too are called to not be like those people in the gospel. We are to be the ones that are welcoming and hospitable, ones that share in the abundant grace that God gives and be the vessels of healing and renewal and restoration and redemption for all people. It's funny that this gospel comes up today because I'm doing a book study at 10 o'clock and the book study is called Everybody Always. And the author, Bob Goff, is really talking about loving everybody always. And so I put that together with Jesus's message of loving everybody as well. In our collect, it says that we are to love God and our neighbor, and we are to love ourselves as well. Those are the greatest commandments here, now, and doesn't change. And so when I think about the book that I've been reading and then the gospel today, it all kind of gets jumbled. And part of me goes, am I confusing the two things? And I'm not. I'm not. We're called to be people of love. And Jesus is trying to teach his disciples that no matter whatever situation you are in, whether it's great because you've received hospitality or it's not so great because they have shut the door in your face, you still have to love everybody. That's what we're called to do. Being the people who welcome and are hospitable, it's not an easy task. It's part of our baptismal covenant to seek and search, seek and search Christ in all persons, loving our neighbor as ourselves, and to respect the dignity of every human being. In our baptism, we are called to do this, and it doesn't end. It never ends. And so if we can be the vessels of grace here and now, then we can extend kindness and love and hospitality to the stranger. And that stranger could be the person in the grocery aisle, and the person could be the one that you share a dinner table with under your roof. It doesn't matter who the person is or where you encounter them. It's our responsibility. One of the things in this book I've been reading is he talks about circles of grace and that if you draw a circle around yourself or around the people or the community that you are in, that all those people deserve and accept and are part of a grace-filled life and that that circle increases and increases. And, and if everyone had a circle around them, that at some point all of our circles would intersect. And so there's nobody that's excluded from this. Nobody. And so that is a big lesson for us. And it's a great reminder why we are who we are. 
and why we believe the way that we believe and why we come to gather in community to worship and pray and to sing together is because we believe that God extends the, this grace to us freely because we are his. So think about this. It might be a challenge for you a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a great reminder. But think about the ways in which you are a vessel of God's grace and redemption and love in this world. Think about the ways perhaps you haven't been. Think about the ways where, oh gosh, I wish I could rewind and do that over. Perhaps I wasn't as patient or loving as, or kind in that moment. Because we all have them. Mine are usually behind the steering wheel in the car. But we have a chance each and every day, a new day, to have a do-over, to start afresh and new, and to remind ourselves that all of us deserve love. All of us are worthy of love. All of us receive and are givers of grace because God is in us. So as you move throughout your week, Think about those things. Think about the person you interact in the grocery store with. Extend grace and kindness to them. It might be the only time they receive it that day. Extend grace and kindness to someone perhaps you haven't talked to in a long time. And that relationship that may be broken or hurt. It's hard to extend forgiveness. It really is, I understand. But perhaps some kindness and grace will be with you to begin to mend that relationship. Because maybe they're hurting just as much as you are and they don't even know where to start. But you can make the first step. And for someone in your own household, someone that is very dear to you, maybe you haven't done anything wrong. Maybe you have been loving and kind this whole time. But remind them how much you love them and how their kindness affects you and how it bolsters you because God sees what you are doing and hears what you are doing and everything you are doing is good. We don't hear that enough as disciples. We're doing good work, each and every one of us. And so we just have to be reminded of that every now and then because we don't get many pats on the back. So you're doing great work. Keep it up. Amen.